Amen. We want to pray, and we are saying, Lord, conform us to the image of your gift. Now, the only way for you to receive favor or for you to receive the open arms of a strong man is to come into his house with a gift. And so what Christ, what God first did was he would send a gift in the form of his son to the world in order for the world to accept the mission that is about to be carried out, which was completed. And now there's another mission now for Pulse. And what we're saying now, Lord, is conform our hearts to the image of the gift. Are you hearing me? Do you know what the gift is? The Holy Spirit. We're saying that as we begin our work on this ground, if we come looking like where we came from, we won't have much success. We have to come looking like where we're going to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm saying to you that Christ would come and take on the image of those who he's about to be with. And that's why you would find him in the midst of the tax collectors. You would find him in the midst of sinners. Because those were the ones he was being sent to. The gift must look like the receiver. How many of you would give a gift to a person that you know they detest? Lord, transform my heart to the image of the gift. And I thought that there would be some leaders already praying this prayer because they have a concern for the place that they're in already. And I just want you to pray this prayer for the next five minutes. Matuzali Kataya. Matuzali Bramande de Besikaya Bamande. Oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may have your seat. Welcome to Paul Central. Battersea. Ah, what's going on now? Welcome to Paul Central Battersea. It's so interesting. Do we have Brixton here? Is Eastside here? I'm always scared to do this last one because I don't know if they even travel outside of their borough. Is RBG here? <laughs> RBG will never leave their house. That's the issue. Paul Central. Oh, my God. They left the fire in Tulsa Hill. Paul Central. I thought you guys were in Seekers Week. Huh? Are you still in Seekers Week? Have you been spending time with the Lord? Not on Netflix? Are you sure? You know, you watch that one episode and then the thing starts counting down for you. Next episode in 
15 seconds and it's counting and then you say, mm, it's just 30 minutes. I'll start prayer. 130, 130. <laughs> then that one happens. You watch that episode and then they, they give you the m- most massive cliffhanger. And then it starts counting down again. Next episode in 15 seconds. And you know, for real, when you see that thing counting down, do you know you actually think, should I watch this next episode? Do you know you actually think about it? Okay, some people are just looking at me like, what are you on about? I press play before the thing even starts. (laughs) Okay, focus on me, not the helicopter and all that stuff, all right? So, I believe what we're going to see now is another side of work that God is going to introduce us to and another level of souls that the Lord is looking for. But one thing that I wanted to speak about, I wanted to give us a leadership class in the topic of 21st century and the future. And we've had a few leadership classes. I don't know how many of us have been keeping up with the leadership class. But I think it's fair enough to say that our classes have been in sync with what's going on in the nation. Yeah? Do you remember central banks and inflation? Have you listened to central banks and inflation? Please raise your hand if you haven't. So the SoundCloud should be shared on that. Yeah. Have you do you remember the last leadership class what that was on? Founding fathers and founding fathers and lost sons. And do you remember what we were saying about that? Where's the second mic, Doctor? Who can give me a quick rundown of what we're saying in regards to founding fathers and lost sons? Minister. I don't like this quietness. It's annoying me. Um, You made a point that um, founding fathers are lost sons. You spoke on the prodigal son about how um, when he left, the fact that his leaving made him a lost son, but then in coming back and his father opening up his arms to him, we made him a founding father. And then you also began to speak about the fact that um, the souls that we, um, the souls that are attracted to us or the souls that we speak to, um, in speaking to them and in bringing them into the fold, we become founding fathers that way. Yeah, so I was speaking about souls. I was saying that, and we were using the prodigal son, as our scripture, yeah? We were using the prodigal son as our scripture, and we were saying that typically we are told that the prodigal son was such a bad guy, isn't it? He was such a bad guy to leave his house, but I believe what the Lord started to show us was that the father himself used to be a prodigal son. Do you understand? The father himself was lost before. That's why he could welcome the son back home like that. So what the Lord understands and what the Lord was teaching us is that the lost sons that we find end up showing us where they were lost and tell us there were other sons where I went. 
The purpose of the son being lost is to find the sheep that have been missing. Are you hearing me? I was saying to you that when Christ gave the scripture of if only one sheep was to go missing, he would look for that sheep. But then we found out the sheep went missing in the beginning as Adam. When Adam ate the fruit and he sinned, it was counted as him being lost. Yeah? And then when Adam was lost, that lamb was lost, he was then found again by Abraham. Do you remember? I believe I'm speaking to leaders, right? So I can, I can just speak as deeply as we need to, isn't it? Okay, so I, I don't lose anybody. You know, Abraham was about to sacrifice his own son. But the issue is, the son he was about to sacrifice had not taken on any sin. So it would have been unlawful for him to kill his son. Because the Lord said that the wages of sin is what? So what happened was when he began to raise his knife to kill the boy, and the Lord saw that this man is ready and obedient. Then he said, look, there is a guy who's been lost for a while. He's behind you. He's hiding where I last left him. Yeah? When Adam was lost, the first thing he did was to hide in the bushes. He hid in the bushes, and then when Abraham looked back into the bushes, he saw Adam there. Yeah? So we then began to understand that what God would do is those of the souls that are outside there who are lost, these souls are lost because, not just because they need to be found, but because there are others there. Unless something that you're looking for goes somewhere, you wouldn't have any need to pay attention in that place. Are you with me? But what we want to speak about tonight, and I just want to speak about that very briefly, not too long, because I want us to go into prayer. I want to speak to us about being tied. Are you with me? Being tied. And from the beginning, what we will see is that man will always have a companion. That is the way God has designed man to be. And I began to realize certain things like when I'm going about what I'm doing, when I try and do things on my own, it never works out. Whenever I want to embark on something and I'm thinking too much about myself, I would always run into trouble. When we stop thinking about our mission, being in relationship to souls, and we start thinking meal-minded, do you remember that? When you just start thinking about where is my next meal? When your mind leaves the passion of God. 
So when they first found him, when they first found Christ, when he had gone missing, yeah, when they found him, he said to them, did you not know that I would be about my father's business? And many times I've wondered, what does he mean about that? Is he talking about preaching the gospel? The father's business is to find the lost. And his mission will always be to find the lost. Are you with me, Pauls? Where is the place that we began to deviate or we began to look aside from helping other people? That's when we began to lose things. So if Tulsa Hill spends three years in the ground, Tulsa Hill spends three years in the ground, is because there is still a high concentration of lost in that ground that needs to be brought down to equilibrium. God is still trying to remove. He's still trying to win. He's still trying to find some souls that are missing on that ground before you can move on. I'm just speaking more to Pulse Central. I'm speaking more to Pulse as a family. I'm just saying that as a family now, what I really want us to pay attention to, and I was speaking to the leaders about this, not just the winning of souls, but the establishing of souls. Because too many times you get caught into the winning of souls, and what usually happens is you start seeing church transfer window. Church transfer window. Yes, uh, I've just won a soul, but you won him from his previous church. Was that sheep really lost? Or is that just a sheep that's been sacrificed elsewhere? Again, forgive me if you're if you're new and maybe what I'm saying is a bit thick. But it's leadership class, so afterwards, I would ask you to ask questions, if need be. Because what the Lord has clearly said is that he's looking for the lost. If we can zero down our focus on finding and establishing, then we can begin to do his work. And I just want to speak as simply as I can because I'm just saying that I want to set the tone of how we should think when we're in this ground. I don't want us to get caught up by the environment around us because at the end of the day, if we only come here to be speaking to believers, then what was the point of coming here? Are you with me? I'm just saying that when revival comes, it should offer much more than religion. When revival comes, it should offer something called community. What is community? And I was speaking to the leader saying that every facet and every side of this thing called community unit 
is a picture of something that's to come. I'm not going to speak about 21st century and future today. I just want to set the tone of exactly how we should be in this ground. Also, I want to start serving. I want to start putting in more work in this nation. And I've joined a community unit. You, you, know, you know something that baffled me one time? A young lady told me, ah, sir, I want to do more. So I told her, okay, I'm going to put you in this department. She said, oh, which department are you putting me into? I said, I'm putting you into social media. She said, ah. So why? What's wrong with you? No, sir, that, that one is too small. I want to I preach the word. <laughs> when we don't understand that what God is trying to do with revival is that the mustard seed will eventually become the tree, the tree that every bird, every nation comes to take refuge under. So right now, in the beginning, it was a house fellowship. And in that house fellowship, there was no need for any department. Four or five people gathered together. And I like saying this, they opened their laptop to play Hillsong as praise and worship. Pastor Gifty wasn't there. And when track one is done, Pastor Binta will forward it to track two. And we all start singing along with her. And then it grows a bit more, and you move into the community hall beneath you. And all of a sudden, you decide, we're going to need some structure here. I don't know if this reminds you of a nation. Population is growing. Every nation is measured by its population. Let me tell you something. There's a nation called China. And you see with this nation called China, just a few years ago, they were called third world. Do you, do you know what I mean by third world? No, no, you're saying yes, sir, for no reason. Oh, yeah, raise your hand. Who, who wants to ask? Why? What's third world? See them. Uh, no, no, Pastor Curtis, you read too much. Uh-huh, Pastor Nasha, go on. Third world. Give her the mic so it's recorded. Her answer will be recorded. I might get it wrong, actually. Um, are you referring to third world country or? Yeah, third world pizza. Well, what yeah. else would that be? <laughs> third world food. It's of course, it's no, third world country. Pastor giving me a wrong answer, so it's really no, no, she's. Oh, answer. Yeah, answer. Go on. What's third world? You don't know. <laughs> third world. What's the meaning of third world? Huh? Give Give him the mic. Let's hear from him. This is why I like this, because it's recorded. We will hear your answer recorded. Don't go on Google, my friend. Come on. Um, mad like, like poverty. Mad like, poverty. There's different, like, the government doesn't really look down to the, the smaller people in the like, in the in Okay, country. so that's, that's a description of what could be happening in a third world country. But doesn't that happen here as well? Anybody else? Third world. 
is leadership class. You know, you people know what leadership class is like. They've seen helicopter and sea. That's it. Gone. <laughs> We're taking you back to Tulsa with Michael and the old the the care home. Aha, uh -huh, go on, Charlotte. From what I remember in school, a third world country is a country that's undeveloped, something like Jamaica. There's not much foundation there. There's not really a specific government. It's so same. You know what? Just because of the way you spoke, I like that answer. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I like that. Very confident. Who else? Third world. Don't add her answer to your own. Give me your own answer. Michelle. I like the people who's gone to school so that we'll know what's going on. Well, um, and currently in geography, we're doing China anyway. In what? In geography, we do China. So in geography, China you're doing what? China, the country. Okay. So China was a low economic developing country, which is what LEDCs are. They are third world countries where their political stance, economic stance, and their resources are not as valuable as a superpower such as the US. That thing could be packaging, though. <laughs> it could be, but you guys in chat, it could be packaging. But the way you spoke, you've just bamboozled all of them. So, yeah, go on. But I know the packaging that was there, Michelle. <laughs> it's not me you're going to sell. Uh, who else? Last person, third world. Pastor Gip, are you sure you want to take that risk? Are you going to take that risk? You sure? Pastor Nancy, I asked you and told you he's asking. No, you don't. No, no, no. You got to stand for yourself now. You got the mic. Yes. Is it a ranking? Basically, is it a way no, of ranking? No, the, the question is very straightforward. <laughs> Please just tell me what you understand by third world. The, the ranking. The ranking. Of the <laughs> nation. I'm nervous now. I don't want to say it. Huh? 74. Is it, is it just a developing country? So it's a what? A developing country. So She's asking me a question again. No, so it's a developing country. So... I guess the world wouldn't classify as developed. The economic okay, structure very is simple, not there. Very, very simple. The economic right, structure is not developed. This is what usually happens. If this is your first time leadership card, this is what usually happens. These guys don't read. They watch a lot of TV and stuff. It's very simple. They're like three worlds behind. Do you get it now? There's no Premier League ranking, please. They're like three worlds behind. So the idea is this. You know, okay, do you know you're in the 21st century, yeah? Or you've just been saying it. You, do you know what that means to be in that? Anyway, let me not even go to that one because we'll be here. We'll be here forever. <laughs> so a nation that is three worlds behind. Just imagine that one country is a nuclear power and the other one is still cutting down trees. Are you getting my drift? Do you know that we import toothpick in Nigeria? Do you know? Are you anyone from Nigeria here? Just raise your hand. You know toothpick is just wood. Sharpened wood. We import it. So the country is three worlds behind. And so but what China has done is they've understood how to grow. 
and they understood that their population was not their weakness, but their strength. Are you hearing me? When we begin to speak souls and we're saying we're growing a nation and the, the objective for this week is soul rampage. But you don't understand that the wealth of a nation is measured by its population to production ratio. I know you feel like you're in your classroom again. I hope you understand that if there's a nation with just three people, it means that if Alex was in a nation with three people, he can only be wealthy to the power of three. Do you get me? Did that just spark something in your head? You're, you're, you're doing something else. He can only be wealthy to the power of three. But what the countries who had developed did was they'd never let in the secret that the truth is we grew because of our number. We didn't get stronger because we began to produce oil. We didn't get stronger because we began to produce gold. We got stronger because our number increased. What's the point of importing gold for two people? Don't worry, I'm, we're going to talk into go into scripture with all this. But then it makes you wonder. A country like Nigeria now will pump out oil and then they'll sell it and then they'll buy it back again. And they're not doing that because they're not able to refine oil. They're just doing that because those who are in power have lost their attention for the people. So, Tulsa begins to grow and it gets into a community unit. And then departments form out of that unit. And then you have a social media team. If revival really kicks off and you're really pushing, your community unit may become a town hall. And then it's no longer social media team. It becomes a PR company. It's a PR company and there are 5, 6, 10, 12, 15 people under it. So tell me, what happens to the person who started leading that team when they were three? Are you with me? I'm just saying the mindset of, rev of revival. I'm saying the mindset of Paul Central is that what we're saying is that every department has a pastor, has a leader. You used to lead a team of three, but because the population grew, and once the population grew, 10, 20, 15 more people who came into your unit have a passion for social media. So what do you do? You begin to form your own economy within an economy. Oh, that, that young lady or that young man 
who took on the role, maybe just thinking, I'm not important because I'm not the preacher. But now, guess what? The whole movement has blown up. They're no longer a town hall. They're no longer the town hall. They're now a political party. Are you hearing me? Remember, it started off as a house fellowship. It became a political party because they had such a big number and they had one vision and they realized that with our number and the way we think, why don't we set the way we think as the way everybody thinks? Do you know that it's only population that can allow you to do that? Are you hearing me? I'm just saying that the last time I went to the ballot box, where's Francesca? <laughs> She's hardcore labor. Me, I've switched from labor to conservative. Yeah, she's so upset with me. <laughs> I saw Green Party there. Who's the leader of Green Party? And I even saw Christ the Christian Party. Just so raise your hand if you know the Christian Party. Anybody? You know the Christian Party? Oh, you know them, bro. Who's the leader? Ah, God. No, no. <laughs> It's not God. I'm being serious. There's actually a Christian party, so it's not God. There's a Christian party, yeah? So I'm not actually being spiritual. I went to the ballot box and I saw Christian party. Of course. When was the last time you guys voted? Jesus, man. Huh? Francesca, it's there, isn't it? It's there. Oh, you didn't vote the last time. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that we can set the tone of a nation with our number. It's all about souls and establishment of souls. If there's a leader here, and if you're really called as leaders here, not just in Pulse, but in Spat Nation, there is a way we think. There's a way we think, and our soul agenda is to move from location to location, infecting souls on that mindset. Don't be surprised as to the next place a house fellowship would become. If the Connect community is operating with a recruitment agency, giving out employment, What's to say that in months or years to come, all the youths of the country say, you know what, these are the only people that care about our welfare. We don't just want you to be a community unit. We need you to be a party. I'm telling you about what tips, what tips revival in a nation what the world will call it is revolution. The world doesn't know the name revival. Revival is too spiritual for them. When a revolution comes, it's coming because there's a certain concept that everybody else believes is better than who's ruling. I'm just saying that we went into parliament ourselves. 
We went when they were doing the, the debate on employment. And they gathered young people there. And then we came with our young people. You probably get what I mean by that. And so they began to say, the young people that they brought down said, you know what? Unemployment is bad. Unemployment is bad. You know, we're really struggling out here. And so uh, Neil Coyle, it was Neil Coyle. Abby, were you there? Neil Cole was like, okay, so give me a situation of what happened. You know, we, I really want to get down and tackle this problem. So the guy said, yeah, I used to work at Bank of England. And I lost my job and I applied for Goldman and they didn't take me. And Neil Cole, wow, oh my God. Four more of them spoke. I used to be at KPMG. You can just imagine the, the youths we brought with, brought with us. They're looking at us like, they look back at me and Pastor be like, <laughs> I thought I, this was unemployment talk. This guy here is complaining because Bank of England released him. <laughs> they probably didn't even know that there was a Bank of England. I'm just saying that those who are around now believe they're solving what our people are suffering from. And the statistics that they're releasing is saying 70% of people back into employment. And when you look deeper, you see that it's people who already had careers getting re-employed. I'm just trying to charge the leaders on this ground. And I'm just trying to say that our focus has to be souls and establishment of souls. What use is it if a young man comes to you and says, I have a murder case. Okay, so you have a murder case. Let me just pray for you. The Holy Spirit will take control from here. What does that even mean? I'm not denying the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm just saying that if the Spirit of God is inside us, then already the world is already creating solutions with the Spirit of God that we've denied to see. I couldn't sleep last night because one of my boys was taken away. But you see what brought joy to me, yeah? When I was here saying that we've now got a law firm, who do you think was there 24-7 in the cell with him? Who do you think was in front of the judge with him? Who do you think won the case today that the opposition decided, no, let's appeal the case? We don't believe he's changed. Do you, do you guys understand that you're inside revival? You know, this, these things are not normal, guys. It's not normal that if you have your pastor or your man of God and you're coming with an issue, 
He's not giving to you spiritual direction only. But he's telling you that we have a solution. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just saying that unless we all understand this realm of behavior as leaders, the world will always have an upper hand on you. Because, hey, what do you offer to souls in Battersea? You can't come and say, hey, I'm here to solve gun crime. Is there a gang in Battersea? I don't even know. There's a Battersea, there's a gang here. Okay, maybe so they're not as uh, notorious as Bridgerton gang, but no offense to them if any of them are here, but (laughs) I'm just saying that our work is to go into a ground and understand what kind of blood is that ground looking for? If I'm in Brixton, the leader in Brixton is trying to understand what the craving of that soil is looking for. What are the people of that ground looking for? Lord, what are they looking for? Until that leader can have such a heart to present the right gift to that ground, what the world needed was not just a man without sin to die. Do you understand? I hope you do know that's not just the criteria of Christ being your savior. What the world was looking for is a man who can take the sin of the whole world. Did you hear what I said? Innocent people die. Do you get me? Innocent people die. But for an innocent man to be given the death of the sin of the whole world. What is your ground looking for? We are coming into Battersea and we're just going to be laboring saying, Lord, we need to know what Wandsworth needs. Because if we don't, we will be irrelevant to Wandsworth. That's just how this thing is. If we don't understand what Wandsworth is looking for, you know, one day I told you guys this, Abel was fed to the ground, but it's not what the ground was looking for. When the blood of Abel was spilled on the ground, the Lord said, I can hear your brother crying out to me. The Lord was saying to Cain, someone has died that should not die. There are people in the place and, the, and what you have around them in society feeding them solutions that is not the solution. So we're coming into this ground and we're saying, Lord, we're ready to work, but we need to know what exactly must we look like. 
We have to sow the seed now for the future. We're sowing the seed now to understand the kind of tree that needs to grow in this place. When a country used to be a third world country, they will sow the seeds in order to have nuclear power. I'm just saying that if we have a community unit that doesn't understand how important the welcome team is, and I was telling the welcome team leader that the seed of the welcome team is the home office. A department that understands the coming in and the going out of souls. You begin it first with welcome team. What the Lord will say first is, first, raise a nation as welcome team. Raise a nation as welcome team. Let us see your passion for souls that you can lead a work. And then the Lord will say, see and test me if it will remain welcome team forever. So when David was spending time at the back of his father's house, sowing into sheep. He never knew that those sheep would become people. Do you understand? He never knew that one day, those sheep will be people. Year after year after year, sowing the seed of looking after sheep. Let's not talk about Moses because his own situation was worse. He used to be a prince. Demoted from a prince, not at 20. Not at 30, at 40. Imagine living the life of a prince for 40 years. And then after 40 years, you're demoted to look after sheep. And you're not just going to look after sheep. You're going to look after sheep that don't even belong to you. What kind of demotion is that? Why am I saying this to you? Because some of you are coming from very good jobs or you're doing great things. And to you, community unit is the smallest of things. It still yet doesn't look like where I should spend my time. Where I should apply my trade. Listen, I used to be a trader. Yeah? And some of the guys know already, I wasn't trading like, you know, these guys they'll release online trading course. My boys do it, but their course is perfect because I taught them. Yeah? I didn't learn online. No way. I, I studied pharmacy as a degree. As soon as I came out, I was headhunted by one of the biggest oil and gas trading firms. 21. I traded this thing very, very perfectly. The guys know, they met my former boss. I traded this thing so perfectly that I felt to myself, when it's time to help God, I will help him with what I'm doing now. Are you with me, Paul Central? 
You have a you have a 21 year old boy making two thousand dollars a day and just not knowing what to do with money. <laughs> First thing was to go. Got my parents a place. Got a place for my parents. Feels good. You do that sort of thing and you're like, oh wow. I just goals. But you see, I did not know that in order to raise a nation, you must first show attention for the little things. Your attention to the little things, your community unit is your platform for elevation. It's the seed you're sowing now for your future. I don't know, maybe, I don't know what area of life you're in. But maybe you're into medical stuff and you're still working in a hospital. But I'm just saying, it means nothing to the Lord to commit souls to you, give you a building where the rest of those who you pastor medically. You see when that happens, that's no longer called a building with doctors and pharmacists. It's called a hospital. I just wish we can pay attention to the design of souls in our life. And how you can transform what was little by paying attention to what is little. And Evangelist Sato was saying it. She said, sir, it would take at least 15 years for me to own my own practice. 15 years and 150,000 pounds. Guess who was representing TK? Yeah. Guess who was in the cell? Guess who was with the barrister? Guess who was with the judge? What would it take for that to happen in her life is just that if there is a man or a woman that will pay attention to souls and establish them. And she, she came to me, she, she called me last night. She was excited and she said, Sir, I can't believe I'm about to write my first invoice for a work. I don't know how small you've seen this. But if we're starting here, I need you to know that Tulsa Hill started as six people. Six, seven people. There's about 400 of us now in Paul's family. And if there are 400, I'm just saying that if your life looks like it's not going anywhere, pay attention to the sheep. One of you, I called one of you one at a time and I said, you, you're going to be my assistant. Yeah, and I know you're doing this thing that you do, but what you're going to know and do now is PR. You're going to do social media. 
you know, at a point, this thing is going to explode and this person in front of you is going to have a media agency. I'm telling you. But how did it start? It starts when a Moses, Pastor Bible, please, bro, you got to say at the phone. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Come. If not, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. You have to pay attention to the little things that are little. It makes no sense to me that we're in the city every day. Do you know what I eat for lunch? Pret. No, it's not common. I hate it. It's terrible. The sandwich has no taste. Anyone here eating pret? It's, come on, man. It's, a, it's fake. Come on, man. It's expensive for no reason. There is no taste in this thing. I'm used to having pounded yam, egusi soup, jollof rice, plantain. Why? And as I'm entering into the office and I'm doing my card, Pastor Daniel will know, as we're swiping our card, we're seeing other people as well, like us, that we know you, 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 you eat jollof rice. What are you doing here? Oh, but if there can be someone in a catering department in a community unit that will pay attention to the little things that are little, You know, someone already almost got there and they opened, what's the name of that? Sh- <laughs> that uh, Ikoro, Iroko, I don't know, man. Ikoi. Uh, so we thought, okay, yeah, finally we've got African restaurant in West London. We went there. We ordered jollof rice. Oh, my God. Oh, my days. This thing is not jollof rice. We ordered plantain. It came with one red powder on it. They told us it's cinnamon. I said, my grandmother eats cinnamon. What's this thing doing on plantain? Or plantain? I'm just saying that if we can get to the place of paying attention to the little things that are little. That's the work of the community unit now. If you want to move into prosperity... And I'm just saying prosperity is whatever your hands have been called to do, there are sheep attracted to that work. If your mind can shift to looking for the sheep and paying attention to the sheep, you will no longer lead sheep, you will lead a nation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How did a man go from 40 to leading sheep for 40 years? Moses led those sheep for 40 years. Do you know that? No wonder he began to stammer because if I used to be in the castle or whatever, if I was a prince and then I'm relegated to looking after sheep for 40 years, some small madness will come. Some small madness will come. Uh, the prince is not used to certain smell. All of a sudden, in the night to sleep, do you know what your pillow is? Sheep. Just tie up one of their legs, put it behind your head. Tell them, oh boy, today is your turn. Another 40 years, 
of leading something that looks insignificant. Here comes Moses at 80 and then the Lord says, okay, now, those sheep have transformed now. They're people. I'm just saying that I entered into Tulsa three years ago. Just five, six of us with Pastor Bayer. And I didn't know that in 2018 we will have law firm out of this thing. I didn't know that there will be a media agency out of this thing. I didn't know that we'll be buying and selling gold out of this thing. What did it start as though? Six of us. In the word and prayer. Six of us attentive to souls. What does it feel like to be at work and you know your other phone has to be on standby because anything could happen in your community unit? Have, are you in that place yet? Or do you get to work and you're just like, you know what, I'm facing my work now. I'll meet them on Tuesday. A soul has just sent you a text. Oh, sir, I was raped. Oh, sir, my brother was kidnapped. Do you know we get texts like that? My brother was kidnapped. I don't know where he is. Guess what we do? You think you sit down? You get up. You charge your oyster, if it's oyster you're using. Or you take your cocky and you begin to look for the guy. You don't even know where to start. Isn't that what you were doing, Alex? You don't even know where to start. This gentleman here playing piano, when he first came, he looked terrible. Pastor Kevin, big Mickey Mouse chain on his neck. Mickey Mouse was smiling with diamonds all over his teeth. And I'm just thinking, what, what's going on here? <laughs> attention to a soul. You pay attention to a soul to the place where the soul begins to transform. I'm just seeing certain faces and I'm seeing future pastors and leaders. I know that this is leadership class, isn't it? Sir, my house, there is no peace in my house. My parents are fighting. Every day they're fighting. Guess what you got to do? You become mom and dad. Do you know what we really do? I'm, I'm just trying to let you know. There's no glamour to this thing. When the message comes in, you take on the form of whatever they're looking for. Oh, sir, the guy you told me to stop seeing, some things happened last night. What do you do? Then you have to become big brother. Are you hearing me? Okay, quickly come down to the house. Let's talk. You begin to pay attention to your souls. Because none of them can be found missing. 
The only qualification God is looking for us now is our ability and attentiveness to be attentive, attentive on establishment of souls. So I just got my grades back and they don't look right. What do you do with that sheep? You think you go and labor in the place of prayer? No. You become school teacher. How many people have sent me their timetable? I have to go home in the night and look through timetable after timetable and know who's in school when and where. She's smiling because she knows she's one of the victims. You're attentive on establishment. Because you don't know where the nation is going and who that soul is holding in their stomach. You don't know what nation they're holding inside them. You must sit on them till they birth that nation. One thing that my mentor taught me, don't fight anyone. You can't fight anyone because you don't really know who they are. And whatever form it is you see of them now, is the form of them without being sat on by the word. Until the word sits on someone long enough, you can never give up on that person. Do you understand? When the fire of the word has come on their head, is resting upon their head, and and it's spent enough time there. Joseph is here. I know he won't mind. I told Joseph, listen, just be coming. Forget about what you do now. You may not like what you do now, but just be coming. Just let that fire of the word rest on your head. Let the fire of the word rest on your head. I give you six weeks. And I want to see your decision after six weeks. It didn't even come up to six weeks. Four weeks later, sir, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do that. What about Lakeisha today? You, do you know you did prayer in front of leadership class? And she's come to me saying, sir, I need to do something. I said, just give yourself three weeks under the word. establishment of souls will come by God's word. Those who are custodians of the word, they are the seed for future prime ministers, seed for future presidents, seed for kings. I'm telling you to look around the departments of your community unit and know that these are seeds of revival. They will not look like what they are when revival has taken its shape. But I don't know if this is our time. I don't think it's time for that seed to grow yet. But I do believe it's a seed. I 100% believe these are seeds that we're still putting into the ground. Believe it or not, I could not speak in front of this many people before. Yeah, no one, no one will believe, huh? I kept myself to myself. I would not see like, oh, let me now get in front of 100 people and start talking. For what? But until the word, until the word comes into a man, then that man begins to understand who he is. 
There's a mountain called the Music Mountain. There are producers there, sound engineers. They set the sound for a generation. That industry sets the sound for a generation and every artist has to follow this sound. If you don't release track with this sound, you won't sell. Do you understand what I'm saying? The musicians will confirm. If it's house music season, all of us are doing house music. It doesn't matter who you, if your name can be Rick Ross, your name can be, who's the house artist? It doesn't matter who. You're all going to start releasing house music, right? If it's, if it's crime or whatever, it's, what's it called? Um, drill music season. Everybody's releasing drill music. But what I want to know is who is setting the tone for the generation. So I said to one of our musicians, I said to her, focus on the unit. Your work is not to be an artist. It's too small. But if you can develop your voice to the place where you can set the sound, you can set the tone for a generation. Sir, my whole desire is to make sure I can set the tone of an atmosphere. At first, that atmosphere is 50 people with PT. And you set the tone of that atmosphere and everybody's ready to labor in prayer because of your sound. And then it grows. You've got 100 people on a Thursday night. And Pastor Gibson says, it's your turn now. You can now set the tone for 400 of us on a Thursday night. And then your influence grows. You now got to do it on a Sunday. The nation is meeting. 2,000 of us strong. Can you set the tone on 2,000 people? And you keep on doing this labor of seed till the nation grows. Are you hearing me? Let's just rise to our feet.